Welcome everybody to the 8th episode of With a Plum, a show about the history, culture, and happenings in the beautiful game. I'm your host, Mr. Live Large, Big Raj, flying the mothership solo this time, you know what it is. Shouts to Neem, he let me go rogue on this one. Want to take a quick moment to thank all of you for tuning in. As always, week in, week out, this thing is growing, we're having fun. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review on iTunes and tell your friends and family and pets, everybody, about this wonderful show. We're live on eight platforms, including all the big hitters, iTunes, Spotify, Breaker, Anchor, and many more. Of course, we'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, where all the cool kids hang. We're forward slash EternoHQ. That's E-T-E-R-N-O-H-Q. Of course, you can also sign up on our site, Eterno.Boutique, for updates. Lots of super fun and incredible things happening on there very soon. Can't wait to share with you all. Moving on to the actual show. Let's do this. This is how we start, where I tell you what jersey I'm wearing. Always episode-related. Today, 1966, Sky Blue England throwback. Number six on the back for the iconic Bobby Moore. World Cup winning captain, West Ham legend, rest in peace, one of the best to do it. Wearing this to commemorate the fact that all four European finalists are from Mother England. Three of those teams are from the City of London. Like, I mean, can we just sit and think about that for a second? That's absolutely astounding. Three finalists from one city. That's absolutely wild. One of them is Arsenal. Arsenal is the focus of this show, so let's get it going. Today's show is about the Europa League final, which has taken place in Baku, Azerbaijan. Just to give you a very, very brief sort of intro as to, if you don't know what the Europa League is, it's essentially the second tier uh, European tournament. Champions League being the top tier. Europa League used to be called the UEFA Cup is that sort of second-level tournament. All European teams um, and leagues are eligible. You have to qualify from the season before into the Europa League places. Uh, The final this year is Chelsea versus Arsenal, and it's happening in Baku, Azerbaijan. And my main question really is, why? Why is this happening? And why is it happening there? I don't really understand anything about that decision. So we're going to break it down. We're going to get into the controversies, of which there are numerous, but basically two major ones. And we're going to get into really the very disturbing fact of the basis of inequality and discrimination that is underlining this final. So we're going to get into all of that and we're going to start right now with basically why. Why is Azerbaijan hosting this final? First of all, it's a logistical nightmare for fans to get there. Like, have you tried getting to Baku recently? Good luck! It's, there's a limited number of charter flights. 
there's limited infrastructure for this kind of travel to this country for this kind of an event. This is a massive game. I saw some option where you could fly into the country of Georgia and bus over the border. Oh, okay. Let me make sure not to do that. That sounds horrific. Like, oh, hey, yeah, I'm hosting a final. You know how to get here? I don't know. Land in the country next door and work it out. Like, I don't understand how these decisions get greenlit. But, oh, wait, yes, I do. Because Azerbaijan is an oil-rich country. One of the founders of this game. UEFA, the governing bodies of football in general, FIFA we know, this is standard fare for them. This is like their bread and butter. Oh, you have oil? Cool. You are now friends with us. I'm absolutely shocked that Azerbaijan actually hasn't even hosted a World Cup yet, but okay. And I mean, if the city name sounds familiar to you, besides the Grand Prix that happens there, you can just go visit and you will see a building that is completely unfinished. What is that, you're asking? Oh, that's just the Trump Tower Hotel. Yes, you can just text Ivanka and Donald and they will give you the full debriefing on that city and why they love it. And oh no, there's nothing negative happening there. And so it's happening there. I don't know why. Nobody really knows why. I don't think it's a great decision. And I'm hearing some of the backlash to that being that the fans deserve it. Like, why not? Why not Azerbaijan? And listen, this is not anti-Azerbaijan. I'm just saying they should not be hosting a Europa League final. For reasons that I've just mentioned, but for numerous reasons I'm about to mention. And also, they say that the fans deserve this final. But why? And also, what does that word deserve mean? Are you talking that they've waited a long time? Well, join the club, dude. Like, everyone's been waiting a long time. That's, that's not an adequate reason. I mean, England invented this sport. They've hosted one World Cup in 1966. They have not hosted another World Cup. Korea has hosted the same amount of World Cups as England. So I'm not really quite sure what deserve means. I'm all for diversifying locations of finals and tournaments. But they have to make sense. And also, does deserve mean that they've never hosted it before because it's their turn now? Get in line, man. There's thousands of cities that haven't hosted before. That's not a good enough reason for something of this nature. This is a huge game absolutely gigantic with millions and millions and millions of pounds, dollars, euro, yen at play. So we need to be making better decisions for something with these kind of consequences. I don't care if you've never hosted and it's your turn because it's not your turn. Like, have you ever been to Latvia? How come Riga isn't hosting this? Isn't it their turn? Haven't they been waiting eternity? Like, I don't want to hear any of that. That's nonsense. So, I'm sorry, but yes, they deserve it in the sense that any city that loves football deserves to have a final. It's a big occasion. Applause. Also, like, what is the football scene in Azerbaijan? They have some teams, they have a league. Wonderful. But so do many other countries. And just trying to put it on the fans like they deserve it, making them the victims, is unfair. And also... 
Why do we all of a sudden care about the fans? There's nobody at UEFA, FIFA, any of the federations for the continents that care about the fans. All of a sudden, when it fits your reasoning, now the fans matter? Like, oh, hey, the fans of Baku deserve a final. So, you know, we love the fans in Baku, and that's the only reason we're doing that, because the fans of Baku. I'm, I, I'm not here for that. I don't have time for that. That is absolute bullshit to begin with. Nobody cares about the fans, mainly because if you did care about the fans, you wouldn't host a Europa League final in Baku. So this is where it leaves us. A city 2,500 miles away from London is hosting an all-London final. Okay, cool. And now we have Arsenal being one of the teams. One of their better players is named Henrik Mkhitaryan. You've probably heard of him. He is an exceptional footballer. He has played everywhere. He sort of probably came to households worldwide when he signed for Manchester United. He's a good player. I liked him at United as a United fan. He came across as a very, very amazing person. He's very well-spoken. He's intelligent. He plays good football. He doesn't, for me, quite fit what we were trying to do at United. He sort of slowed the attack up for me a little bit. and But I like him, and I'm happy that he landed at Arsenal. And if you remember, he came one way to Arsenal as Alexi Sanchez went the other way to United. I'm not going to get into the Alexi Sanchez move to United. That's been abysmal for all parties involved. But Mkhitaryan is now at Arsenal, and I'm happy he found a landing spot where he can play. And he is inconsistent. I'm not just going to turn this into an episode talking about how I think Mkhitaryan is an all-world player. I think he is disappointed at Arsenal. He has a great potential, but he is a wonderful player. And he can be, and he is an important part of that Arsenal team. An Arsenal team that needs all the players that they can have at their disposal for this massive final against Chelsea, a team on paper who are better than them. Now, we know who Mkhitaryan is. What we now need to get into is where Mkhitaryan is from, and he's from the country of Armenia. Armenia is a neighbor to Azerbaijan. Mkhitaryan's last name ends in Y-A-N. Many Armenian last names end in Y-A-N or I-A-N with that E-N sound. Unfortunately, the Kardashians kind of put that on the world map, but whatever, I guess, you know, get him where you fit in. Azerbaijan profiles people. Armenians can't cross the border into Azerbaijan. They are profiled by their last names and by their passports. This is a bitter border war. They have disputed territory. There has been wars. There has been lingering hatred. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm some sort of UN diplomat. There are many resources out there. It is worth looking into the actual destructive history of these two countries not getting along. All I'm saying is that they are enemies. They are discriminated against. I'm sure in Armenia they discriminate against Azerbaijanis. In Azerbaijan, they discriminate against Armenians. So, the government of Azerbaijan doesn't want Armenians in their country. Mkhitaryan, 
who is Armenian, now needs to go to Azerbaijan to play in this game. The government is worried that Mkhitaryan is going to make a political spectacle out of this. However, they have allowed Mkhitaryan access to Azerbaijan for this game. When they were pressed into reassurances about his security, Mkhitaryan was given, I would best describe the reassurances as frail. I didn't feel secure, and I'm sitting at home in Brooklyn. Like, I don't know if they were threatening him or if they were sort of giving him an ultimatum as go play football for 90 minutes and then please don't open your mouth. I don't really think that that was a reassurance. So, the consequence being, Mkhitaryan and his family, along with Arsenal, have decided to leave Henrik Mkhitaryan at home in London and have him not travel to Baku for this massive final. This game is huge. I don't think that everybody is really gathering the importance. In the Premier League, if you don't finish in the top four, you can get into the Champions League for the following season by winning the Europa League. If you remember in recent years, Manchester United beat Ajax in the Europa League after finishing outside of the top four, so they were then allowed to get into the Champions League. The Champions League brings in massive money. It's a windfall. It, it can change teams, really, based on TV revenue and the extra games, the sponsorship revenue that comes in. It also allows teams to recruit better players in the summer window, players obviously wanting to play in the pinnacle of the sport, which is the Champions League. With all that said, picking a host city should be a very big and difficult decision. There should be hundreds and hundreds of cities that you're choosing from. And I'm not saying that it should all always be in places like Lisbon or London or Paris or any other city that hosts the teams who are powerhouses in the world. What we're seeing now is Arsenal entering a game that they need to win since they did not finish in the top four, to get into the Champions League. And they are leaving one of their better attacking players at home. This is a time, as I said before, where Arsenal, they need everyone. Their form is pretty good, and I'm being pretty generous there. The end of the season was not that great for them. They should have walked a top four spot. They had the easiest run-in of all their rivals. They didn't play a team above them in their run-in, and they still botched it. So it's not like they're going into the final in blistering form and they know their lineup and they know their best squad. They're 11. Of course, like Obama Yang and Lacazette are firing. They look good. Ozil is at least finding his feet to a degree. And Aaron Ramsey, who I think is Arsenal's best player, he is going to be playing his last match for Arsenal before he goes to Juventus. He's going to be ready to go. But there's room here. There's room for other players to make an impact, and Mkhitaryan certainly is one of those players, and now Arsenal are without him. He's not even on there. He's not even an option. This is a massive deal. Now, listen, what if this was Eden Hazard? What if this was Lionel Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo? Imagine the outcry and the backlash. This would be a global story, front page story. Imagine Chelsea going into a final without Hazard, Barcelona with Messi, Juventus with Ronaldo, really anyone, United with Pogba, like, it would be an absolute catastrophe. And P 
people would be looking hard and saying, well, no, this isn't right. We can't have the final here. We're playing without Hazard, Messi, Ronaldo, De Bruyne, anybody. But why? Because an Armenian is at center stage. Why are we not talking about this in the same sense? Are we picking and choosing as to who is more important based on their ability to kick a ball? I think if anybody was being left behind, then that should matter, irrespective of how much money you're making or how many trophies you're picking up. So I want this to be more of a story and look at what would happen if somebody else, quote unquote, bigger was involved. We wouldn't be talking about anything else, which leads me to what I think should happen. And again, listen, I'm not sitting here with the answers to solving racism. I'm just a person and I want to try and find solutions of which they are hard to come by, but we need to take steps and we need to continually take steps and we need to make statements, all of us. So Arsenal, this is their time where they can make a statement and that statement should be withdrawing from the Europa League final. I also think Chelsea should withdraw, but that's a completely different conversation and we don't have time for that. I would happily get into that side of it as well. If you ever find me on these mean Brooklyn streets, we can chat about it. But listen, Arsenal should withdraw, mainly out of solidarity for their player who is sitting at home. I understand that Arsenal would never ever in a billion years make that decision to withdraw. There's way too much money to, at stake. There's way too much money to give up. The cash, as I've mentioned, of next season's Champions League and the business decision of trying to recruit and sign the best players in the world, which would hinge on Champions League. I understand that sounds crazy, but for Arsenal, where any little inch has to go their favor to get a bigger star, Champions League is a necessity. Leaving with Mkhitaryan and staying at home would make an actual statement against inequality, against the racism, against the discrimination. Too many clubs say they're against racism, say they're against discrimination, but when they have a chance to make actual change, every club has faltered. I don't want some club statement on Twitter. I don't want some fine to be paid of like 12,000 pounds, which you can find in any big club's sofa cushions. I'm tired of this shit. This is a chance for Arsenal to make a massive, massive, massive statement. We are not going to play in the Europa League final. If that means that we forfeit, then we forfeit. And congratulations to Chelsea. You are the Europa League champions. This is not just somebody they met on the street. Henrik Mkhitaryan is one of their players. He's an employee of Arsenal Football Club. Much more importantly, he's one of their friends. He's here every day. You see him. You hang out with him. You go to war with him twice a week. Stay at home with him. He's going to watch this game on a television? Are you fucking serious? How can you go play this game? The fact that they would forfeit would mean that there was no Europa League final. No Europa League final would hit Baku, would hit UEFA in the only area that would matter. The only thing that makes them listen is money. No Europa League final would mean a hit to their wallets. And that is the language these guys speak. 
the only language these guys speak. And yes, it's a big move. And it would cost Arsenal huge amounts of money, but Arsenal are a big team. They can recover from that. Also, this is not where I get into this, but Arsenal are a massive club. They are a huge club. They have tons of history. They aren't some bottom feeder, mid-level nobodies. This is a chapter in their long history, their long storied, trophy-laden history that could be the crown jewel. This is where the real people stand up. This is when you can actually be a hero. Withdraw from this final. Stay at home and let Chelsea lift the Europa League trophy and play in the Europa League next season and try and win it next season. This should be now over. This should be case closed. But I understand that that's not how this works. Football is a business, and that's unfortunate. And Arsenal are wasting a chance to make an actual statement. This would be an actual roadblock in this rampant racism and discrimination that we are now seeing week in and week out. We have to do something, not just talk about it. And this is a chance for us to all talk about it and do something. Or you know what? Fine. You want to play in the game? Arsenal, play with 10 men. Play with nobody in Mkhitaryan's position. If you lose the game, you lose the game. Hey, you've at least made a statement. You're at least doing something. Or play with 11, substitute that person out, or use all your subs instantly. Do something. This is your chance to do something and let's do it. The whole world is behind you. We're all with Mkhitaryan because he's not just, this is not a one-time thing. This will keep happening, especially more and more that these tournaments like the World Cup are going to start happening in countries where there isn't the requisite infrastructure and the human rights policies that we agree with, i.e., Cutter. I'm not about to get into Cutter, but you all know what I know. Cutter. Fuck those guys. Why do they have the World Cup? But that's what we're seeing now. Russia just hosted a World Cup. This is starting to become the norm. Money talks the loudest. On that note, thank you so much for tuning in. Your love, support, and feedback is what gives us the drive and energy and passion to continue spreading the gospel of football, the beautiful game. We'll see you next time. Believe. Peace.